3: to episode 11 of the Dynasty Dad podcast. I'm excited to be back with the guys from Smash Accept, chopping it up here. Today's episode is called Dak to the Future, hashtag Smash Accept. You know, a lot of you guys are really asking questions about what should we do with Dak Prescott and what should we do with these quarterbacks. So we brought on three of the the best analysts I know, and we're going to kind of break things down for you, try to make it as easy as possible uh before we start that i really want to thank you guys you know i've been on a little bit of a hiatus here and it was a lot of prayers a lot of uh you know people sending me dms saying hey dad where you at you know and uh i'm excited to be back a lot of things going on in life sometimes but right now football is is what we're going to be talking about so i appreciate you guys checking that out uh let's introduce these guys let's start out first with john at underscore dynasty trades um john how you doing tonight
1: Oh, doing great, and, and let me just say it's good to have dad back. I mean, it was it was getting a little bit wild. We didn't have enough adult supervision around here, so good to yeah. be back here with you and the Smash Accept crew.
3: Yeah, um, what we, we're, we're going to do the around is we're five games in. You know, we're almost a yeah. third of the way done with the the fantasy season for twenty twenty. What's your biggest takeaway from these first five weeks?
1: Yeah, you know, first all, I'll just say I'm just really just enjoying football, perhaps more than ever. I just got this perspective with COVID just. Love having football on my TV every week. And at one point, we, I wasn't sure we were going to have that. So I'm not sweating it as much this year. I'm just kind of enjoying it a lot more. But, you know, that said, it is clearly going to be survival of the fittest. So everybody listening, you got to stay active. Always be making moves, rolling with the punches. Got to have more trades, baby. And, and let me just say this. After five weeks of Dynasty, you've got to make a call. My, my advice is look at every one of your teams. Make a call. Are you competing this season or is it time to shift focus to the future? If you wait, the challenge is some of those other owners are going to sneak in and they're going to make those moves ahead of you if they're not already. So I I recommend try to make one trade for each team that you're running right now and figure out, hey, if you're continuing, what do the team needs look like? If you're, Building or rebuilding or first-year punt, just go after value and, and take advantage of uh, all those those teams that do decide they're ready to trade picks to compete and that kind of thing. So that's really what I'm doing every every day right now um, at this point in the, in the season.
3: Absolutely. Love it. That's great advice. And uh, me personally, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm loving football. I mean, I always do. But now I'm like so much more focused on the game than when they, when it's actually going. You know, the, the fantasy is a secondary thing because we're so excited that we actually get a season. You know what I mean? So that part has changed the perspective a little bit. Uh, let's welcome to the show Mung at FF underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. Welcome back to Smash Accept. It's great to uh, get things going. What's your biggest takeaway here and, and maybe some things that you got going on through the first five weeks?
0: Hey, yeah, it's uh, it's great to be here once again. I love talking trades with you guys. But, you know, my whole philosophy, especially early in the season is, and I think I mentioned this on one of our older shows, is I always want to be reacting. Uh, I'd rather overreact than underreact to what's happening And in particular, uh, you know, one of the biggest things to look at here is always going to be how many snaps are these players playing? And then when they are getting the snaps, how many touches are they getting? So if you were able to kind of sniff out guys like James Robinson or Miles Gaskin, who are getting a ton of touches in their respective backfields, you know, these are solid RB2s that you could have gotten for probably a late second round pick back in week one, week two, before people were really kind of you know, onto these guys. Um, And then a couple names I want to throw out there Um, with the AJ green hamstring injury. T Higgins is a guy who we could see uh, start to get double digit targets while green is out. And even once green comes back, if he doesn't get traded, you know, this is a guy who's going to see a ton of opportunity and could basically establish himself as the number one for a rookie quarterback that already looks really good. And I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about my boy, Nicole Hardman uh, with that Sammy Watkins hamstring injury uh, in a potential shootout against the Buffalo bills. Uh, If he's a guy that you've been eyeing that you've been thinking about uh, trying to trade for in dynasty, I think now is the time.
3: Yeah, that's a great point about not underreacting. You know, there's a lot of guys that we would have missed out on. You would have missed out on Gaskins. You would have missed out on James Robinson, even Mike Davis, And, and a guy that I know you've been hyping from the beginning, even Tyler Johnson. You know, he got his opportunity here. It's a time to possibly buy on him with Godwin possibly being a free agent or being a free agent possibly moving on or injuries with Evans and things like that. Also great points. Love it. And last but not least, you know, we got at Dynasty Humble here, Jesse. Welcome to the show. You know, it's your second time on Smash Accept. What, what's your biggest takeaway through five weeks here?
2: What's going on, boys? Glad to be back. Um, appreciate you having me on. You know, as always, I love the chat, so it's cool to be actually on here again. And uh, my biggest takeaway is before the season, we were more talking about the, uh, the rookie running backs, you know, the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the um, Cam Akers, the Swifts, um, the Jonathan Taylor of the world. And it's been the receivers that have been absolutely killing it this year. And um, we're going to talk about the rookie rookie wide receivers, so I don't want to go too much into it. But, I mean, they've been the ones that have been crushing rather than the running backs. I mean, C.H. has been good. Taylor's been good. And uh, James Robinson has been a nice um, surprise. But, um, yeah, you know, it's been the kind of the wide receiver show. And, uh, you know, everyone was kind of expecting them to come in slow without camp. And they just been all systems go, man. And uh, it's pretty awesome, actually.
3: Yeah, that 2020 class. We talked about it for so long, but I mean, if you had a top 15 pick, almost all of them have hit. Unless you took Keyshawn Vaughn, and then it's rest in peace. Sorry about that. But everybody exactly else, <laughs> an immediate return on those investments, and it's been great. Um, yeah. Today's show, what we're gonna talk about is a bunch of different trade offers that you guys sent in. You know, we encourage you guys to put hashtag Smash Accept. We're answering tons of trades every single day. Be as specific as you guys can be. You know, let us know if it's 12 team or how many teams are in there. Let us know if it's super flex, a contender, um, you know, if it's a rebuild, what kind of direction you guys are going, what kind of, you know, who are your other wide receivers? Who are your other quarterbacks? As much detail as you can give us, you know, we're going to answer it even if it just says, do you want player A or player B? But we want to give you the most in-depth analysis. And to do that, we need those kind of, you know, those kind of details. Um, the The guy that's on everybody's mind right now, you know, is Dak Prescott, that gruesome compound fracture, dislocation of that right ankle and they're saying timetable is you know, four to six months, you know, so he'll be back in time for training camp. Will he be with Dallas? You know, we don't know that, uh, but he lit it up the first four and a half weeks, you know, 450 passing yards per game. Cause that defense, it's like that perfect storm, right? Perfect storm of horrible defense matched with incredible weapons. And just everything came together, nine touchdowns through four games. You know, I think there's a possibility that the deal gets done here, but, what we want to talk about more is he's the quintessential rebuild guy right now. You know, if you're a rebuilding team, we keep getting questions on both sides. Hey, Mike, I'm a competitor and I got Dak. What do I do? Or, Hey, I'm in a rebuild. You know, should I go buy Dak Prescott here? And the answer to that is absolutely. You know, we want to talk about, taking advantage of injuries you know this is the kind of season once we all get going it is kind of redraft you know and there's moves where you can make and you can you can shift down to the next player but if you're a contender you know you're probably going to lose a little bit of value if you have to do that if you're rebuilding now's the time you can cash in on that value and you know before we get into some of these trades what are your guys opinion here on Dak Prescott do you think Dak resigns with Dallas? Do you think, you know, he possibly moves on the way I saw Jerry Jones tearing up in that Dallas fan base? You know, I feel like this is a situation where he's not going to get as much money, but I feel like he has to come back to Dallas. What are you guys thinking?
0: I, I don't think it's a given um, based on the negotiations that we heard about prior to the season. And even, you know, I've, I'm sure Jerry Jones wants him back, but it sounds like he's not necessarily willing to meet the asking price. And there are plenty of desperate teams out there who need quarterbacks. I mean, look at the deal that Kirk Cousins got. Uh, this is the kind of mega deal that Dak Prescott's been looking for, and there's going to be a team uh, who's going to be willing to pay that. So just keep that in mind if you are buying uh, on Dak Prescott for a rebuild. Certainly he's shown that he's a starter-level quarterback, but at the same time, you know, is he going to go to a team that has as good of an offensive line as Dallas? And then, is he going to go to a team? You know, who are the receivers going to be? You're not going to get Amari Cooper, CD Lamb, and Michael Gallup again.
3: Yeah, those are all great points. You know, I mean, and we all tell ourselves our na- narratives in Dynasty, right? Like, I'm telling myself the narrative that Dak's going to come back. And with those weapons, it's all systems go. And and that's why we all look at Dynasty from a different perspective. What about you guys? What are you thinking with Dak Prescott here? Are you guys buying on rebuilds? Are you guys, you know, what's your kind of mentality when it comes to injured players and when it comes to What's going on with Dak Prescott right now?
1: Yeah, I'll weigh in for sure buying on rebuilds. or uh, I actually did just buy Dak on a first-year punt, and I really hadn't planned on it. But, um, yeah, I couldn't, couldn't resist. I mean, he was top five, some cases top three dynasty quarterback, loaded with weapons, fantastic O-line. Offense is kind of built around him in many ways. I think it does come down to the contract, though. And you know, I kind of hear what what Monk's saying there. I, I actually do think they get it done. And you already saw some comments that, that came out that kind of almost reassured everyone that they they do still see Dak as part of the future. And uh, you know, nice dad joke there, by the way, with the D- DAC to the future. I like that. <laughs> um, but I, I would absolutely buy DAC uh, on on a pretty sizable discount potentially from from these contenders if you can. Uh, and I was just going to throw in too. I'm also buying the red rifle. Uh, the question is just how much of my fab am I going to drop to get Andy Dalton on my team? Because I think that he steps in as a as a clear QB1, my opinion, and super flex leagues, uh, definitely trying to get him everywhere I possibly can right now, especially if he was on waivers. So definitely yeah. recommend you guys consider him.
3: The answer to that is if he's still out there and he was not owned, it's one hundred percent. You know, at this point, I I think right. You you got to go. You got to go all in with your entire budget because you know, Mung was saying there's a lot of guys that you you underreact on, and if you're in superflex, you you don't want to underreact on Andy Dalton, who has a you know a high end QB two type ceiling with those offensive weapons, which are fantastic you know and you brought up another great point there is I had Dak as my QB4 you know right there mm-hmm. behind Kyler Murray and I'm not moving him much past QB6 you know like I'm going to move Russell Wilson ahead of him but there aren't too many other guys where I'm, I'm willing to move him up there yet you know Dak is that that talent where I think he's good enough to still be a top six to eight super flex quarterback and that's why we're talking yeah. about some of these rebuild trades so let's let's talk about a few here um friend of the show uh cj richardson which is at dynasty day trader he put in as a contender are you willing to ship dak for goff and Gurley? so this is this is one where we're looking at a guy he's got an opportunity to win a championship are you underselling are you giving up dak at too much of a discount to pick up goff and Gurley? quick hits on that one guys what do you think jesse we'll go with you since you're uh yeah
2: uh, yeah, I'll tackle this one, sure. Um, I, I personally wouldn't do that deal. Um, I don't think Goff is – I mean, he's what, 12 to 16, 12 – you can go out and put all your fab on Dalton or just buy Dalton at the cheap. You can look at Stafford owner. He, he's probably not winning a whole lot because Stafford kind of started off a little slow. I'd probably hedge to that. I'd, I'd keep Dalton – I mean, I'm sorry, I'd keep Dak at that price. Gurley has put on a nice season, but, I mean, it's just one year. Um, we're looking at the long-term future for Dynasty, and it's a little hard because you want to kind of win now, but that's not a trade I'd make in a Dynasty. Uh, yeah, I think if format, we're moving back, personally. you
3: know, if you're a contender, Eric Goff's not the guy I'm trying to buy. You know, I'm trying to. Move back and, and yeah, not at all. You, you want one of those guys in that probably QB ten to QB eighteen range. You know, and we're going to talk about some of them rookie quarterbacks that are that are super hot. But who are some guys that you guys would be willing, if you're in a contender, to move back for? For me, you know, I'm trying to get. If I'm really a contender, you know, I I feel like the resurgence. Last time we were on here, we talked about Aaron Rodgers being on that Up Yours tour. I feel like the the resurgence of Aaron Rodgers or Matthew Stafford is a guy that I'm willing to buy. But I need a secondary piece. You know, if I'm going back just a little bit, my secondary piece doesn't have to be that great. But if I'm moving all the way from Dak to Goff, I need somebody better than Todd Gurley because Gurley's not going to be too long for the league yet. What about you guys?
0: I don't have an issue with that trade, um, but that's a trade where you got to be pretty damn certain that you're making the playoffs, right? You're four and one, five and O. Oh. Uh, but at the same time, if you are going to sell a bit lower on Dak Prescott, let's just say that, uh, you know, your league hoards quarterbacks and super flex and it's really hard to get a deal done. That's at least a deal that I would wait. If you, if you have enough help at quarterback that you can get by the next two or three weeks um, you know, that's a deal that I would wait to make until week 10 or so, uh, where you're solidifying that title run rather than in week five, where you still don't know how golf is going to look uh, with this new offensive line. And you don't know yet if Gurley's knee is going to last that whole season. So, again, in principle, I know it's selling a bit low on Dak Prescott, but at the same time, I don't think that's a terrible deal.
3: Absolutely. I mean, it, it's a tricky situation, right? Because you're if you're selling... Dak Prescott, and you're buying those guys. You're in a scenario where if you don't win it all, you're going to look back with some regrets. And I think that's, that's the main advice I have to say to some contenders is, you know, I've been getting some offers where people want two off my team and they're offering me, you know, they want two a plus for Aaron Rodgers. And it's like, that's the situation. That's all well and good if you win the championship, right? But if you don't, and Tua or Dak or one of these guys, you know, you end up biting yourself. Um, Another one here sent in what I was going to do all the uh, rebuilders first, but CJ messes all up. So we're going to go to uh, a buddy of the show, Will Cavanaugh. He said he's 10 and 0 and uh, you play multiple teams. You play two teams a week, 12 teams, super flex that he was light at quarterback. So he only had two quarterbacks on his roster. One of them was Dak Prescott. He gave up Mark Andrews and Dak Prescott for Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Teddy Bridgewater, a 21 first, which is late and a 22 second Um, Mung, I know you responded to that one on, on Twitter, but I want to hit the other two guys here is, would you be willing to give up Mark Andrews and Dak to get Teddy Bridgewater, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire and a late first and a late second, two years from now, it seems a little light on my end. um, But it's tough to say when you're in the moment, you want to win that championship. Obviously he only has one quarterback now, so you got to shop it around. Uh, Why don't you, John, what do you think here? Is that, is that enough to give up Mark Andrews and Dak? Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Teddy, a first and a second.
1: Yeah, I, I, my, my take on both those trades is that you might be underselling just a bit on Dak, but I mean, if you've kind of shopped them, you know, your league and you feel like that's the best you can get. It's not a bad move. I mean, you're picking up some nice assets there for sure.
3: Clyde uh, yeah, Blair is, is yeah, the important the piece. There is like that's he's right. He's the that.
1: that's right. He's he's the definitely the best asset in the deal. And so I I mean I I definitely could do that deal. Um, maybe maybe try to negotiate a little bit further on it. But I like it. Um, you know, hard to part with Mark Andrews as well, especially in tight end premium. But those picks and and Ceh coming in and look, Teddy B has actually looked pretty pretty damn good so far uh, in yeah. Carolina in that new offense. So. Um, it, it's it's a pretty solid trade.
3: Yeah, it's it's tough. It's very league dependent. I mean, if that was a guy like Ryan Tannehill instead of Teddy Bridgewater, guy that I people have a little bit higher you know expectations from. Right. I don't see a problem with the deal though because you get Clyde edwards Hilaire. so that's a little bit yep. insulated. You know, we know that he's going to be a top five to eight dynasty running back. So therefore, you know, if you can get that championship because you have Teddy Bridgewater, and then you can use that late first next year to draft or or you know upgrade to another quarterback, so be it. Um, either of you guys have anything to weigh in on that? It seems a little bit on the high side, but when you guys are going for a contender, if you're going for a championship, most times, you know, teams that are selling and buying Dak Prescott, they understand that they understand that you're going to, you're going to need to add value to it. And, you know, we're going to talk about that from the rebuilding side, but from a contender side, do either of you guys have a problem with that deal?
2: I actually like the deal as a contender because I, it's a, it's a two-piece deal, right? So you're, you're losing Andrews. You hopefully can get someone to replace Andrews uh, or hopefully you have someone on your bench who you can replace Andrews, but you're also getting the first and the second. And that's a great piece that you can kind of move with somebody else because I would look to flip that, you know? And considering that the team that you're trading is losing Dak, that first might actually be a really good first, uh, maybe a bottom six. So you're getting a good first, second, Oh, was it this year or next year's first? I'm sorry.
3: This year's first is going to be late. This year's day. second.
2: Oh, late first. Okay. So I would still do the trade anyway. And you could flip those pieces because those yeah. firsts only go up flip in them. value, man. So I would definitely, definitely flip, flip them if you're contending. Yeah. Because now you can yeah. actually you can even trade Teddy with the first for, uh, you know, upgrade a quarterback or uh, if you need whatever your team needs. But I love that trade, actually. I- I'm really good with it because you're getting an even trade with Dak and for CEH. And then you're getting Teddy at first and second for Andrews, which I'm okay with because you need the quarterback. He absolutely needs the quarterback. So I, I kind of like it.
3: Hey, now that we've covered the contenders, you know, teams that are looking to thrive right now. Speaking of Thrive, you know, we're really excited to announce that that's our sponsorship of the show for today. You know, Thrive Fantasy app has now awarded over $1.75 million in payouts so far this season, just through five weeks. You know, with their prop bets, they're they available on Android, iOS. Simply download the app and use the code dad and you put a $20 deposit down and compliments of dad, you'll get 20 more dollars. You know, I know, um, you know, some of you guys have tried that, uh, Meng, I know you're, you've checked it out there. What are your thoughts on thrive so far? If you've got a chance to really jump into it and, and, and put some prop bets down.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's kind of, uh, for those of you who do sports, bet. it's kind of like parlaying a bunch of prop bets. Uh, which you don't normally get the chance to do, uh, and it, it's tough. I mean, <laughs> even knowing what you know, we know uh, as analysts, you know, we pour over the data. But week to week, uh, you know, you can say, "Oh, Johnny Smith's going to get more than five and a half catches," and he gets five. Yeah. Right? It's uh, it's always t- tough to gauge, but that's what makes it fun. And you know, the good thing is you get to pick ten of your twenty prop bets, uh, so you get to kind of decide which ones you feel more confident in too.
3: Yeah, that's awesome. And like I said, guys, download the app today, put in the code dad, you put a $20 deposit down. They're going to throw you another 20 bucks. So you get 40 for the price of 20 hit them up. Uh, the other way to thrive is, is on your rebuilds. You know, like this is the time where you're one and four, you're hopefully not. Oh, and five, but you're one in four. Oh and oh, and five, maybe even two and three. You got to make those decisions. Like John said in the beginning, is it time to start rebuilding? I mean, do I need to re refocus things? And in the dynasty happy hour, Staff league. I did just that. You know, I did a deal with Cody Kessler. He's over there at the Fantasy Authority. Great guy. Um, and and he's he's in first place. I'm in dead last. You know, and because I did that year one punt, which you guys know I absolutely love that. You know, I now I have eight firsts. I gave up Dak. I gave up Deshaun Watson, and a second, and then I threw in Justin Jackson just to sweeten the deal to get Dak Prescott and a first. Now, what people don't look at sometimes when they do those kind of deals is. If you're in last, you know, the difference between getting Trevor Lawrence and whoever the 102 is going to be is vast. So, in this situation, I want the lowest points possible. I want to ensure that if I am rebuilding, I want to be in dead last. I want Trevor Lawrence on my team because that is going to catapult my team to the next level. So, in this scenario, I lost a little bit of value. I don't care about Justin Jackson. I move up and get a first round pick. Next year, I'm going to start out with Dak Prescott, Trevor Lawrence a whole slew of wide receivers who we're going to talk about in a, in a little bit and eight first round picks. I know a lot of guys have been making moves Amazing. like that. Yeah. It, it feels good. You know, like at the time, if I'm competing, I mean, I still want Deshaun Watson, but I, it's, it's basically a lateral move to add a first round pick and give up a, a late second. It's not even my second. It's a late second. So I feel like that's a win. That's a, the a type of move that if you can make those, those deals, you know, like we talk about all the time, there's insulated trades, kind of like I've talked about when I traded DeAndre Hopkins for DK Metcalf in a first, you know, those kind of moves are what really move you up, you know, and this is the time of year to do it because everybody wants to win. So take those greedy teams and do that. And uh, that's exactly what, you know, a friend of the show, Dill at Dynasty Loser 420, he says he gave Watson for Dak and a 21 first. So he, he outdid me there. You know, he, he outshined it. That's the kind of move that you guys got to be making. I applaud that all day long. You know, there's no way anybody's going to deny getting that extra first round pick on top of Dak going into next year. Um, One that I would definitely want you guys to break down here is a similar type situation where Tyler McPherson at McPherson, Tyler said he was trying to shed some points off his team. So again, we got to know the details. If you're trying to shed those points and get that lowest points possible, you want to trade for guys like Cortland Sutton, like Dak Prescott that are going to pan out and, you know, are going to take points off your team. He gave up Michael Gallup and Deshaun Watson, for Dak Prescott and Jarvis Landry. Now, what are you guys' thoughts on that one? Did we, did we end up giving up too much of a difference between Gallup and Landry, or are you guys okay with this deal, knowing that he's trying to shed some points?
0: Uh, it seems like a lateral move to me. Uh, personally, I prefer Gallup over Landry, so... I don't, I don't love the trade, but I don't think it's a huge loss in value either. Uh, that comes down to more preference if you think that Landry can still see enough target volume, which I personally don't. Um, and even though Gallup hasn't seen much target volume either, I still think long term, you know, his upside is higher than Landry's is at this point.
3: Yeah, I think when you're doing these negotiations, and like I said, I, I I'm trading all the time. You know, you always got to be trading this time of year, but- so the contender is going to come to you and say, "Hey, you know, I'm going to give you this guy that's taking points off your bench, but you got to look at them. They're you're in control when you're in the rebuild. You're in control midweek. So, you know, Tuesday to Saturday, you're in control because that player on your team is not going to go down in value. Deshaun Watson not going to go down in value at all. But Deshaun Watson goes out there and gets hurt on Sunday. Now all of a sudden, you're in a situation where you're in a you know trying to figure out what you do with those type of things. So it, it becomes Make them make that effort. You have to win when you're a rebuild, right? Because you're trying to add value. You're trying to put yourself into that next layer. And a lateral move on a contender is a great move. A lateral move for a rebuild doesn't feel so great to me. What do you guys think, Jesse, John?
2: I think you boys hit it on the head, honestly. Um, If I was giving up Watson and Gallup, I want more. I I really do. I don't think the difference between – Dak and Watson is big enough to lose because Landry is not a piece anymore. I, I he's older. They don't have the passing volume. I, I'm just. I'd rather have Gallup. I think maybe Dallas gets rid of um, Amari Cooper next year just to shed some salary. I don't. I I think next year is their out, or it's the following year. I can't remember offhand, but uh, I, I I feel like that opens up. I just don't like that move too much, uh, to be honest with you. I'd rather if if I was getting a pick back, maybe a second, uh, maybe I like it a little bit more. But I'm not a fan. I, I don't think the gap between Watson and Dak is too much at all, honestly. Especially with yeah, Bill O'Brien, I'd almost,
3: I'd almost be yeah. looking to get, you know, maybe package up something else and get a guy. We don't mm-hmm. know what the rosters look like, but maybe throw in a second round pick on top of Gallup and try to get like a Cortland Sutton, who's not going if, to – if he's trying to really shed those points. I mean, my one team I'm rebuilding and I'm trying to shed points. You better believe I have Dak Prescott, Saquon Barkley, and Cortland Sutton because I'm making those moves to get there those kind of guys because they're not going to put up a single point. They're not going to cut you back from getting that 101. You know, So if you're trying to shed those points, Jarvis Landry is going to score pretty similar to Michael Gallup, and he's older. So, I mean, at that point, you're trying to look for – I might even – prefer maybe a Paris Campbell type where I know I'm not going to get any points from him, and maybe there's some upside, So maybe get an extra pick in there, but I, you know, we don't know the exact situation on that one. feel like we could possibly get a little bit more juice for the, for the squeeze as they say. Um, next one from a new newcomer to the show, Hal Holman at Holman, Hal. you know, like he just flips it around, made a, made a great trade I think for a rebuild is he sent Cam Newton in a second for Dak, you know, and I feel like you're, you're just, spending that you know potential second round pick which he didn't say was his it's a late second so he, you're giving up a late second to get five years younger and you know potentially get yourself in a better spot John what do you think there Cam in a second or Dak
1: yeah, it's funny I you know I can applaud this because I basically did that exact deal I traded Cam and it, it's going to be like a mid-second um for Dak on that that uh, first year punt and I picked up Cam Just before he got signed, and you know, flipped him in the second. So, love that one. Um, Yeah, I think that's a great move.
3: I think it's important in your first year punts is to just accumulate as many picks as possible because then you can get deals like this done. You know, you don't have somebody else's second. You don't want to give up your second because that's two hundred one. You know, and that's what it was in my DAC deal. Is like he wanted my second round pick. Luckily, I had four of them. I was like, I'll give you the last one, but I'm not giving you the two hundred one to move up into a first rounder in this situation. Maybe that's your burner account there. You know, you guys are both making similar trades, but a second round pick (laughs) to get six years younger or five years younger. That's how, that's how you win in dynasty. You know I mean? Mm -hmm. Cam's having a nice year. It probably works out for the other guy as well. So that's, that's a win-win for me. Uh, Either of you guys have anything to chime in on that one?
2: Nope. Uh Oh. No, I'm actually gonna make. I'm actually gonna look to make that trade. Yeah, right. <laughs> I like that deal. That deal is great.
3: Good. good, good. <laughs> I mean, dude, you made out really well, bro. <laughs> Absolutely. Good job, Hal. Yes. Uh, next one, we're talking. He says it's a full-on rebuild. Uh, it's Alex Mateo underscore FF. He said he gave up Matt Ryan and Josh Jacobs, which I love Josh Jacobs. But if we're talking rebuild, you know, you got that two to three year window for those running backs. He gets Dak Prescott and DJ Moore. Now I know Jesse. You and I are probably the the biggest uh, steers of that, you know, DJ Moore tour bus here, you know, that fan club. What do you think of this deal?
2: Oh, Alex, Alex is one of my boys, man. He does great work. He writes some, some really killer articles uh, for um, ball blast. Um, but yeah, he got um, Dak and Moore. I, I love that deal, man. Yeah. You get rid of Ryan. who's 37. Jacobs is a nice piece to kind of lose. I, I, he's a great piece to lose. Let's be honest. But you're hedging it a little bit with getting DJ more and then you're getting substantially younger with Dak. I, I mean, I think that that deals a smash except, and uh, I, I think he killed it with that one. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, Matt Ryan to start the year. I mean, has there been a quarterback who's lost more superplex value? I mean, Dwayne Haskins, of course, but I mean, Matt Ryan has struggled early on here and he's just not as well equipped for today's NFL, just being a pocket passer sitting back there and the Falcons are a mess right now. Um, Okay. you know i i think he's a, a decent you know pick up there late but you're talking about getting 11 years younger and getting dj Moore. and if you're in a full rebuild and i say it all the time if you're in a full rebuild you want wide receivers right like i talked about mine i have dj Moore, chris godwin cd lamb dk metcalf and i don't have a running back on my team because they're not going to help you when you need it you know you're going to be able to buy those running backs get those running backs in the draft and dj Moore. you know he's struggled a little bit here, but his value hasn't dropped, you know, and he's on, I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to start targeting him a little bit more. Somehow Robbie Anderson seems to be the guy right now, but uh, either you guys agree, disagree with that deal, you know, giving up Matt Ryan and Jacobs to get Dak and DJ Moore.
1: I I will say, I mean, maybe just a side point. I I mean, I am a little bit concerned on DJ Moore. I'm probably not as high as um, Jesse and you, Mike Uh, in, in, you know, new offense, new coach, and it's now a five-week trend. Robbie Anderson is is really kind of outplaying him so far. DJ Moore still kind of struggling to get in the end zone um, for, you know, over a quarter of the season. Yet again, he did have the one big play, and that was nice to see. That made a lot of people feel better about it. But, I, I mean, I have to say I'm concerned to the point where I'm my, I hope I'm not overreacting to this, but almost just sliding them into like high wide receiver two territory. And part of it's Mike because of these rookie wide receivers that are, yeah. that are blowing up right now. Um, so you know, I don't have a huge problem with the deal, and, and agree with a lot of what's said. I think Jacobs is actually the, the best asset in that deal, though, and so that gives me a little bit of pause on it.
3: Okay, Um, and, and I, I I can see that with DJ Moore. I mean, I believe he's 23 years old, so he's like same age yeah. as some of these rookies. You know, he's right, right there. In I agree. Um. Obviously, we're all taking C.D. Lamb over D.J. Moore, but I'm going to throw a rookie out there. You let me know. You know, you taking D.J. Moore or you taking Jerry Judy?
1: I've actually got both Lamb and Judy ahead of D.J. Moore now. Um, I'm I'm higher on Judy than most, though, so I, I could, you know, get a little bit of flack for that one.
3: Well, we were talking about that in the group chat, and I'm trying to get Judy everywhere That's because a tough I, one. we think he's yeah. going to be that alpha. Mm-hmm. What about the rest of the group, Justin Jefferson or DJ Moore? I mean, we're still going DJ Moore here. Are you guys starting to put him up there yet?
0: That's a tough one. Um, my issue with Moore is, as John brought up, uh, just the difference in target share between him and Robbie Anderson right now. Um, given Anderson's history with Matt Rule, And, you know, it might be a good time to, uh, you certainly don't have to sell DJ Moore, but after this Falcons game might be a good time where his value kind of has that temporary bump again, uh, because that long touchdown was against that terrible, devastated Falcons secondary. They're not even on their backup safeties. They're on like the backups to the backups um, guys who are barely, you know, NFL roster guys. And, Five targets. That's all he got against Atlanta. He just happened to break that one long touchdown. Uh, so to John's point, I am a little concerned. I think it's a toss-up. Uh, I, I like what we've seen from Jefferson so far, but I think Minnesota's another team that's going to be in flux coming up, um, whether you know Zimmer and Cousins are the future. So that's something else to keep in mind. I, I think as of today, I would lean Jefferson just ever so slightly.
3: See, that's what I love about Dynasty is Four great minds here. Two of us love Moore, you know, and we're, we're willing to buy him. Two of us are kind of out on him. You know what I mean? And that's that's why dynasty is so fun because you can make trades because not everybody feels the same way, even week to week, you know, kick the tires. If you really believe in DJ Moore, kick the tires and see what he's going for right now. I mean, you can get some deals where people are willing to give out. I saw a guy that gave up a third round pick and Robbie Anderson for DJ Moore. Now I know Robbie Anderson's playing well, but I don't believe that's kind of something s- sustainable or You know, he's three or four years older and hasn't had that same track record. So, yeah, you're
0: uh, if you're going to buy DJ more, though, maybe wait until after they play Chicago this week.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Don't be buying guys after their blow up game. I feel like we we're all like kids in a candy store. You know, we want to wait. And then once that guy blows up, then we want to buy him. You know, it's buy him after he has that horrendous game. Uh, Next one sent in from Douglas Gibson at Dougie G 27. What up, Dougie G? He said he sent. uh, Let's see. Wait a second. Jimmy Garoppolo in two late firsts for Dak Prescott. Oh, no, no, he bought, sorry. He bought Dak Prescott twice. Um, in both leagues, he said he is one piece away, you know, and he's trying to accu- accumulate Dak for next year. So he feels like he's got all the pieces to contend for next year. He's got a plethora of picks. He said Jimmy Garoppolo and two late firsts. And the other one, he gave up a mid first and two late firsts. Are we willing to give up? You know, we're looking at Jimmy Garoppolo is probably still worth a first. So you're looking at three first round picks for Dak Prescott. Is he still in that realm or is that too risky for you guys? I mean, I feel like we're looking at right now. I mean, obviously Mahomes is worth four. I would argue that Kyler's borderline, you know, getting close to Lamar and those guys are worth three and a half to four firsts. Is are Dak and Watson and, and Russell Wilson, are they worth three firsts and super flex to you guys?
0: That's uh, That's a lot. That's a lot for me. Again, I love Dak. I think, you know, definitely a starter level quarterback, arguably top five, depending on who you're talking to, uh, how you're breaking down that film. But there are inherent risks here. We've talked about how we don't know yet what team he'll be playing for next year, um, whether that's the Cowboys or someone else. And then, two, always with these major injuries, you know, with modern medicine nowadays, a lot of times these are just bumps in the road, right? He'll, Likely make a full recovery, but again, we don't know that for certain. Um, I think it's a little steep to have paid for, you know, Dak, but uh, honestly, it, it's not terrible if you believe him.
3: Yeah. And it's a, again a, a narrative, you know, I want that guy who's throwing the ball to CD Lamb. You know, it goes with the uh, right now we got Dak to the future show, you know, get the CD now. But <laughs> CD Lamb's a guy who I absolutely love. That offense is just loaded up. If you believe that he's coming back to Dallas, those are moves. I, Jimmy Garoppolo is a super flex quarterback. I don't want on any of my rosters. You know what I mean? I I've never owned him. You know, and and I've 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 flipped him from time to time where I might pick him up and trade him immediately. But he's not a guy that I'm that I'm all in on. And if you're willing to give up three firsts, you know you got to be committed if that's the last piece of the puzzle. So, you know, we're gonna talk about some other quarterbacks here that I think are approaching that three first realm. So let's talk about right now. You know, we talked about the contenders. We talked about the rebuilds. I feel like we hit Dak pretty well there. Does anybody have anything they want to add, you know, on what what to do right now with Dalton, what to do right now with Dak? I think we really hit that well. But is there any final parting comments on that before we move on to the rookie quarterbacks?
0: Uh, not so much with Dak, but I am just curious real quick to hear you guys. Um, if you were to rank, let's say just this season, with Andy Dalton now in a quarterback – how do you rank Cooper Gallup and Lamb? Is, has it changed or is it still uh kind of the same from what we saw in the first five weeks?
3: Are you talking about, you're talking about just for 2020 or their dynasty Just 2020. Right now mm-hmm. if you look at it I mean CD Lamb is the I believe wide receiver 8 and Cooper is like the wide receiver 6 I think on the season right now but that's starting to change. I mean I, if I can get CD Lamb that's that's the guy to play. Um and I feel like I mean, he was targeting Amari Cooper disappeared when when Andy Dalton came into the game. It looked like CeeDee Lamb took over. I think CeeDee Lamb is the wide receiver to own in Dallas. Obviously, we've known that for Dynasty, but I think in redraft, he's actually the wide receiver I want now for this season, too.
2: Uh, Amari Cooper always pulls a disappearing act, so I'll never choose him over uh, who I see as the alpha. I know, uh, dude, people hate me when I say it, but... Amari Cooper will let you down more than he won't, and they're putting uh, Ceedee Lamb in the slot, which I love. Um, I think he has eighty-seven percent in the slot, yeah. which is massive. He's number one in the in the league in slot, so he's getting safeties and linebackers and just all the mismatches. I'm taking Ceedee Lamb there. Um, the landing spot was perfect for him. Uh, obviously, they weren't going to pace for six, sixty, what eight hundred yards or whatever it was, but um, I, I think you got to take Ceedee Lamb there and then Cooper and then Gallup, uh, as the third option and Dalton, man, he's been great when he great lack of, but he's been okay when he has, you know, the pieces around him, he can kind of produce. So, you know, he's, he's a good quarterback at this point for, you know, as a backup. So, you know, they did it all right job with at least adding him. Uh, John said it perfectly. I think he's like a, a low end 2 um, I'm sorry, a, a high end, uh, QB two. So, yeah, I mean, but CD lamb is where I'm going. Um,
3: yeah. They're, they're going to try to, I mean, I think they're going to try to lean a lot more onto Zeke here and do things there. I mean, Zeke wasn't catching a lot of passes. Dalton's going to be checking down a lot more. Dalton Schultz has really emerged out of nowhere, you know, and he's, the, he's top five tight end right now in the league. Um, as far as 2020 goes, what are you thinking there, John? Let's let's go the whole way around. Yeah. Do you believe in it's lamb?
1: Well, I, I do. I, I I think that you got to be reasonable about that, though. I mean, to most question, I think that, their values all probably have to dip a little bit, right? Going from Dak to the red rifle. But I do also agree that CD lamb looks to be the most stable out of that bunch. I'd be most concerned for Gallup. Who's starting to look more like the big play guy um, on the outside. And I'm I'm a little concerned there. Um, Dalton is getting good serviceable, but I think they're going to have him kind of manage the offense. He'll make big plays, but, I'd be mean, most worried about Gallup and a little more worried about Cooper to, to the, the other
3: points that were made. Yeah, But, yeah, I loving mean, Lamb right now. I, I know when when I did my ranks for Dynasty Happy Hour for Dynasty Refinery, I had C.D. Lamb as a top 10 Dynasty wide receiver before he joined the league, and I, I caught a lot of flack for right that. But, I mean, he's got 29 receptions, 433 yards. He is technically on pace, and I know that we're not going to see that same thing, but for a 1,300-yard rookie season. You know, and that would catapult him up into second round startup type value. He oh. you know, would just be a buddy of mine was saying, you know, and with my co-host over at Dynasty Refinery, he thinks CD Lamb and DK Metcalf, you know, have put themselves into that top, top five when it comes to Dynasty wide receivers. And we're going to get to them in a little bit, but let's talk about those rookies right now. If I, if you guys had to guess now that I kind of spoiled it, but what quarterback leads the NFL in passer rating on third downs with a near-perfect 150.9? It's not Patrick Mahomes, not Aaron Rodgers. It's Justin Herbert. I mean, Justin Herbert it. looks Love fantastic. It. 77 for 107. He's got set, uh, 931 passing yards already, five touchdowns, three interceptions, a 102.2 passer rating, and a rushing touchdown. I mean, the dude's got an absolute cannon. He has the second-longest air yards pass of the year with fit over 50 yards to Guyton on Monday night with his four touchdowns. He looked poised. He looked accurate. He had that swagger. Is he, is he that guy we disrespect every year before it was, you know, with Josh Allen where nobody wanted him and he got towards the end of the the first round in dynasty rookie drafts. And now all of a sudden Justin Herbert looks like the real deal. Are we overreacting by saying things I'm seeing people have him all the way as a top 12 dynasty quarterback right now. Somebody help me out here. Am I the only one who's too far in love with Justin Herbert?
2: Dude, I've been waiting to talk about him. I'm a Charger fan, man. Been, you know, for, I don't know, 20 years now. And, uh, dude, he he's awesome. His biggest knock coming out of college was that he had happy feet, right? Everybody said that. He couldn't stand in the pocket and and, and, and you know, set his feet and take a hit. And in college, you don't have to do that. He didn't have to do that. He had athleticism. He he was, uh, you know, 99% in uh, spark score. So there's no reason for him to stand in the pocket and take that hit. You're seeing him do that now. And he has the weapons around him that are perfect. He has Mike Williams, who's a great contested wide receiver. He Keenan King now to get open underneath and, you know, a little deep. And then Hunter Henry who work in the middle of the field. Not to mention Eckler who got hurt. I mean, dude, um, I think it was a big miss um, by the community. But it's because, like you said, man, it's everybody but Josh Allen. It was everybody but Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones came out and did really well his first year and kind of sucks now. But, you know, it's everybody but you know these guys and then the community refuses to admit that they were wrong and kind of you know re-adjust uh, themselves and that's what you still yeah. see slander on Josh Allen dude the guy's awesome like let's stop slandering him I know he hasn't been playing the top tier but he's good man he's been good so we're, you know
3: we're a different cut at smash except I feel like I feel like we've we've all admitted to each other when we're wrong and there's guys on Twitter you know and there's analysts out there that they just want to continue to say well like Josh Allen had two interceptions and they'll be like I told you he's not elite you know I mean he's been balling out for 2 years he's been a top 5 dynasty quarterback you know he's just been putting up numbers and people want to they don't want to admit when they're wrong and and I feel like Justin Herbert just looks like the real deal he has that swagger but his his footwork looks phenomenal he's sitting in there taking hits he's sitting in the pocket you know taking care of business and he just has that that poise that looks very similar to what I'm seeing from Joe Burrow is those guys have the it factor. They have what it takes when it comes to being a franchise quarterback. Uh, either of you guys want to chime in on Justin Herbert before we move on to, to uh, Burrow or tag to a tag Yeah, I'll, ju-
1: I'll, I'll jump in. Yeah. I, I think that you really have to move Herbert up your rankings. Most people probably are. I had him more as like a mid QB two. I like the guy, but now, I mean, for sure he's in that, that kind of IQB two, even, to your point, Mike may be creeping into low QB one territory. I love, I love his style. I think he does kind of remind me a little bit of Josh Allen. He, he, he buys time in the pocket. He's got a rifle for an arm. Makes plays happen. He's got that swagger. I mean, the Chargers look so much better with him at QB than than Tyrod. And it's amazing what he's doing in what his third or fourth game. So I know it's
3: seventy-two percent completion there. That's the difference between yeah. him and, and Josh Allen. Is he has been. On point, you know what I mean? It, like, yeah. it, it, I saw and he's got the deep
1: ball too. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Oh, he's he's just looking great. Whole way around the room, mong You you buying in on Justin Herbert? Or you you want to see a little bit more? Are we too excited? You're you're usually the voice of reason. You know, we all kind of get excited, and then you you bring us back here a little bit. What do you think?
0: Yeah. I mean, let's not forget that he's done this against the Chiefs, uh the Bucks, and now the Saints—all pretty solid defenses. um This is. You know, I, I'll admit I was low on Herbert coming out for all of the reasons that you guys pointed out, but I, I'm on board with you guys. I don't think it's crazy. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to rain on this parade. Uh, you know, it, I don't think it's crazy if you traded Dak Prescott for Justin Herbert right now.
3: Thank you. That was actually my next line. That's hashtag Dynasty Dad <laughs> right there. I was going to I mean, if, if you're worried about the risk of Dak Prescott, and I, I can see on a contender you make that move where that guy thinks he has a, top five dynasty quarterback, and you might have one here too. And you get him, you reset the clock by four years and you get a guy who's going to be, you know, he's putting up points. I mean, he, right now he is in points per game. He's QB eight, you know, and he's, he's just putting it up against good defenses. I love it. I love it. On the flip side, you know, let's talk about Joe. Okay, Let me ask ahead. you, go ahead, man.
1: Oh,
2: I was going to ask you guys a question. I had one trade that I was trying to work out. I just didn't know. I, I just want to ask you guys. So it was uh Herbert and CD lamb. Since we were talking about both these guys, for um Kyler Murray and uh OBJ. I just wanna know quick just thoughts on that one. I, I know we're trying to move the show, but Ooh. just I, I had to ask that. And it's a super flex.
3: Kyler Murray looks absolutely fantastic. But I mean if you're who was the, the, the secondary piece? OBJ. What it was Kyler yeah, and OBJ. OBJ? Ah man. Yeah, it was
2: Kyler and OBJ. Yep.
3: I want C D Lamb at like all costs but i mean right now i i I would not fault anybody for taking kyler murray like in a super flex three overall you know i mean like that's he just looks fantastic in that offense he's clicked with deandre hopkins you know this isn't going to be that baker mayfield type fall off i mean he looks absolutely legit you know and i I don't mind the trade because i love cd lamb too it's like three of the guys i absolutely love and then just throw odell beckham in there so i see it as fairly even but i feel like the the upside is definitely on the cd lamb side though
0: I mean, I love Kyler, but I think Beckham is kind of on the downslope and Lamb is the rising prospect. Yeah. So I would actually go Herbert and Lamb here. Jesse, maybe just package OBJ with something else and get CD.
3: There you go. Let's see. I like that. I Would you be willing to give up OBJ in a first to get CD Lamb at this point? I feel like a second is what it should be, but yeah. you're going to you're gonna have to overpay might. to get him now. Yeah, you true. Know? So let's talk Joe Burrow now. You know, Joe Burrow showed some flashes. Obviously, the Ravens kind of had his number this this past week. But he started out 135 for 207. He's uh, top 10 in the league in yards with 1,304, six touchdowns, one rushing. He looks poised for that franchise-type quarterback. Just hasn't quite clicked 100%. What do you guys think of Burrow right now? <coughs>
0: I mean, he he looks good. He, he's played very well for a rookie, especially given the struggles of that Bengals offensive line. The only concern would be, uh, I saw somewhere he's on pace to take 70 sacks this year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we all remember uh, not not Derek Carr, but David Carr a few years back where, you know, that lack of protection really kind of just puts bad habits into the minds of these quarterbacks um, you know, Cincinnati is one of those organizations that hasn't been very well run in the past. So, my only skepticism here is whether they're going to actually invest money in that offensive line, or the, whether they're going to continue to put those pieces around him. And, you know, I, I'm still cautiously optimistic here. So, I, I love Burrow. Yeah,
3: I had preseason, I had Burrow as my QB9, I had two as my QB10. Like I said, I had Herbert in the teens. And I'm not really ready to jump off that, um, John. I know you're a big Tua Tagovoa fan. Yeah. Right now is is he your dynasty buy? Right now is he at the quarterback that you're trying to get? Because he, I was rooting. He really is. I hate to root against yeah. Fitz Magic, right? But against San Francisco, yeah. I was hoping for a bad game so we could start seeing Tua because I think he might be just as impressive, and that's what's really has me yeah. excited to see what he can do. Why don't you run us into that a little bit? Yeah.
1: I, I for sure, I mean, it, I'm buying to it anywhere I possibly can. I have them on a lot of my teams. And, and right now it's just out of sight, out of mind. But, I mean, for me, I was just going to say builds confidence just seeing what Herbert and Burrow are doing in their first few games in the league. And, I, you know, I did have Tua just right there with Burrow uh, from a talent perspective. And, and he is in a better situation in, in Miami. And I, I do for sure see them building around him in Miami Miami's got two first round picks and uh, loaded up with other picks as well. I really like this, the style, the offense that they're building. I think Tua is really going to be strong. And again, his, he he may have actually slid down the rankings a little bit for some of these folks just because, you know, it's recency bias and what have you done for me lately type league and started to get a little antsy. So, so go, go test the waters on, on Tua. go get that kid.
3: Yeah, if you're in a year one punt or you're in a rebuild, and you can get Tua and Dak, you know, from some contenders that are really trying to push some some other quarterbacks there, that's going to set you up in the future. Um, out of these three rookie quarterbacks, you know, how do you rank them? I know this is really really difficult right now, but I'm going to start with you, Jesse, since you you know the, the the Herbert Homer here. Rank them for me right now in dynasty. If you had to put them in order, who are you putting first, the- second, and third?
2: The one thing I wanted to address with Burrow is that he has to play Pitt twice a year. He has to play Miles Garrett twice a year. And he has to play um, Baltimore twice a year. And those – Pitt and Baltimore are going to be awesome defenses. Yeah. And then Cleveland, you know, they come along. So I actually put Herbert one. And I'm, I, I know. And then Burrow two and then two or three. But I mean, honestly, they're all great dynasty pieces. I mean, I'd be happy if I had any of those guys at you know my uh, QB two. You know, hopefully at a QB one. So yeah, I mean, I honestly, I would love all pieces. I want all of them to be honest. But I, I, I do love Herbert the most. I mean, it's just it's biased probably because I'm a fan. But um, which is probably the wrong advice I would give anybody. Don't be a fan. But um, yeah, and you gotta, and, and
3: you got to enjoy it, man. I mean, that's what it's all about. Is yeah, like, be a fan just. Just hold it in check, and then put, when you make those trades, before you do, just put hashtag smash accept, and we'll help you out with that. And, and we Big don't really talk about it. I mean, we are making these kind of trades. I'm in a league that's converting to Superflex next year, right? And my only quarterback is Lamar Jackson, and I got Saquon sitting on my bench. and So I, I flipped Saquon and TJ Hawkinson, and I got Justin Herbert, Tua Tagovailoa, and Odell Beckham. So now I have one piece. I'm a strong contender, but now I got two quarterbacks to when we convert to Superflex – that are going to be there, there for you know a great deal of time, better part of a decade. John and, and Mung, how do you rank those three?
1: My answer would be yes. <laughs> I'll take <laughs> any of them, uh, right? but but actually, if you, if you you put it put me to the test here, I would actually still go Burra to uh, Herbert. But I I mean they're all right there now. And, closer and this now, is right? pretty dynamic. Don't underreact. Remember, so I'm, I'm keeping a really close eye on this week by week.
3: I know I, I was like in that league where I got Dak in the first, I was trying to get Herbert in the first for Watson for a couple of weeks, you know, and I, and those were all writers. And I was like, yo, just, just let's get that going. And every week it became harder and harder. And then it was like, I had to keep adding to it. And I'm like, I had to back off, you know, they've all become a lot closer Mung, how close are they for you? And what order do you have them in?
0: Yeah, I think uh, I like John's answer. I'm going to uh, concur with that. Uh, yes, <laughs> I think I, I still have it as Burrow, Tua, and Herbert. But like you guys said, it's very close given what we've seen from Herbert. And I think the bigger part or the the better part of this answer would be, you know, they're in the same tier at this yeah. point, right? So if I can get Herbert plus a second for Burrow or if I can get Tua plus a second for Burrow, you know, I, I'm taking that deal all day.
3: You're always the voice of reason, and I love it. You know, we're sitting here gushing, and you're Spot like, "Spot on." Keep them in the same tier. I love. I get excited. You know what I mean? I feel like you know we're all, especially Jesse and I, are cut of the same mold. We get all excited with this, and we're like, "That's the guy." You gotta <laughs> yeah. get him. And you're holding us. You're holding. You're like, keep it in check. They're all in the same tier, and you're dead right. You know, and it's like, he, I, I love it. He made a great point,
2: though. Sometimes it's best to hedge. Like, if you do have Burrow and you do love Herbert, like, I, I I do like that. I would definitely trade Burrow for Herbert Plus because you understand that they're going to give you more value. Yeah. Because, you know, Burrow consensus, consensus is higher ranked than, you know, Herbert. So, in that sense, he's 100% right, man. And I completely agree with that. If you have Burrow and you're not a believer and you like Herbert, go for it. Do that trade. I actually offered Tua for um Herbert. The guy said no. But, I mean – they're right there, man. They're all right there. You guys are completely right. And, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, up to that point, you know, know your, know your league mates, right? Uh, if you can, follow them on Twitter. So if I knew that, like, Jesse is in my league, I would send him an offer of, you know, Burrow for uh, – or, excuse me, Herbert for Burrow in a second, and he'd probably take that.
3: Is that why I get Chris Godwin trade offers every day? Now, nobody will offer me CD Lamb, though. I post about him every day and he'll get nothing. Um, that was a fantastic coverage there at quarterbacks, and that's really what the consensus of the show was about. But we do have a lot. We are Smash Accept, and we do have a lot of other trade coffers. So I'm going to do some hit, quick hitters here. You, know, you just give me one side because you guys sent the trades to you, and I want to make sure you guys get the shout-outs. Um, deal from our boy Kevin at – the boys underscore twenty two. He gave up Hawkinson and A Rob for Janu and Jacobs. We're a big fan of Janu. I know John, you're a fan of Jacobs. You, what are you thinking on that one?
1: Yeah, you read my mind. I I would go Jacobs and John Janu. um, Janu's my most owned tight end uh, across my leagues, and I already talked about Jacobs, who I still have very very high uh, in terms of my dynasty running back rankings. So I like that side, Mike.
3: Smash except Jacobs and johnu Next guy is at uh at J Deer G17 he says he dealt Janu and Mike Williams in a third for a 22 se- 22 first and Michael Gallup um what do you think we going we going Janu side or the first and Gallup hit me up guys crickets nobody wants that one
0: <laughs> i'll i'll take yeah, it yeah that That's one's fine. tough man <laughs> i mean assuming <laughs> he's, he's not contending purpose. uh yeah, take the first and uh, Gallup because as much as I like, what was it Mike Williams and Janu? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't see a huge gap between Williams and Gallup. Um, and unless it's you know a start to tight end league or a heavy tight end premium league, I would still take that first.
3: Love it, love it. Next one here we have um let's see the next one we have is a robert Robert Tanyon's been involved in a lot of trades. Uh, right now he's sitting as a tight end five, uh, and dynasty junkie sends in, he sent, he sent Robert Tanyon. or no, he got Robert Tanyan for Rashad Penny in a fourth seem or no, no, I'm sorry. He gave up Tanyan Penny in a fourth for Janu. Is that something you guys are willing to do? Oh
1: yeah, I probably,
2: yeah, I'd probably do that too. Yeah. I, I, I do
1: like, I like Tanyon. um, But, wow, this is super limited sample size here,
3: folks. Yeah, you're looking Uh, at 14 targets, 13 receptions, five of them being touchdowns. Can't really keep that up. One out of every three catches, you know, that kind of makes it tough. Um, On the flip side, a guy who hasn't been getting in the end zone, he's the tight end 15 right now, tied with Mo Alley Cox through five games. Yeah, he's tied with Mo Alley Cox. We're talking about Zach Ertz. 35 targets, only 20 receptions. I'm going to make this really difficult for you. We all love Jonu Smith. Who would you rather have in dynasty right now? I've been watching the Eagles play, and it's hard. It's hard.
0: It's it's Johnu. I'm um, taking Johnu there, man. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. looks like Jason I'm sorry, Wood man. I can't there.
2: see the mute.
3: <laughs> we're, we're we're pushing the mute on you. And we're we're good. No, that's that's fantastic. You know, and I feel like that's a kind of move where you could probably get a little bit on top. Um, I think that's been a yes. great. Great episode. I enjoyed getting back on here with you guys. I mean, honestly, it's it, it was tough for a couple weeks there, you know, not being able to talk Dynasty with you guys. But I think that's a great episode coming through. All of you guys dropped great insight on that. Um, keep hitting us up. Hashtag Smash Accept. Uh, you can find me at Dynasty underscore Dad FF. Send me your trades whenever you want. Let's go the whole way around, John. Where can they find you?
1: Yeah. Hey, John here at Dynasty underscore Trades. Definitely send me any trades anytime, hashtag smash accept or hit my DMs. Love mixing it up with you guys. Love the Twitter community. Anything I can do to help you guys, I'm I'm always all over it.
3: Jesse, what's going on with you?
2: Yeah, I'll just do a little shameless plug, man. Um, I've been uh, working with the Fantasy Authority a little bit, doing a YouTube video on Rookies, actually Rookie Spotlight. I actually had uh, two videos so far. One was James Robinson. The second one was Justin Jefferson. Um, if you guys want to check me out there, man, I would love for you guys to go and, you know, check that out. Uh, you could go on my Twitter, Dynasty Humble Senior, and uh, they'll be all there. Um, I actually am in between. I put a vote up for C.D. Lamb or uh, Justin Herbert. So Lamb is winning. So he looks like he's going to be the next guy I tackle. So, yeah, that's basically it, man. And uh, you guys can always sl- slide in my DMs or, you know, hit me up. And uh, I'm lo- I am love talking trades and just dynasty or friggin' life man if you guys are going through something you can hit me up
3: yeah i love that that first video it did on james robinson you know put that out there i think that's fantastic work so keep it up um thanks you know, man appreciate it Yeah, anytime and Mung, what's some things you got working on and where can people find you
0: yeah you guys can always hit me up on twitter uh, i'm at ffa underscore mung that's m-e-n-g Um, And then I do a weekly Dynasty buys and sells column on Fantrax. You know, I've talked about or I've written about a lot of the guys that we just talked about here tonight. um, Robert Tanyan, um, Justin Herbert. So you can find kind of more in-depth analysis on whether I'm buying or selling those guys. So you can find that on Fantrax.
3: Thanks again for tuning into the Dynasty Dad podcast. Hashtag smash accept. You guys keep working on those Dynasty rosters and enjoy the process. Look